And I still believe that these problems can be solved. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. This is The Political Show. <laughs> Hey, 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 and welcome to The Political Show right here on Active FM, where radio has never been better. I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gix, and with me in studio we have... Gavin Enslin. Pastor Gavin Enslin, and... The Black Knight, the Black once again. Knight, right yeah, he's here. finally back here. <laughs> <coughs> the Black Knight. He's been washing cars or something, he's too busy for us. Eish, Eish, I'm telling you. From politics to soap. <laughs> <laughs> right here. All the, you need to wash it clean. Wax on, wax off. Dead, yeah. <laughs> right here on the political show where Christ politics is. Hot politics. Hot politics. And this week's hot politics, we are doing another interview. Yay. Yay. And our special guest is. Pastor K. Pastor K. We have Pastor K <laughs> in <okay>. studio. <laughs> in studio with us. And we're going to be looking at the whole topic of cashless society. In South Africa, in the world, what would that look like? Um, and we're going to be hearing, so we're going to be interviewing Pastor Ken in terms of that topic, and it's going to be quite interesting. Pastor Ken, if you want to give a more brief explanation. Yeah, obviously there's a huge push for cashless society, and being the trusting show that we are, we trust everyone. <laughs> we are very trusting of, of the motives of the people that are pushing. I mean, there was a brick summit, and it's, uh, you know, for those... In, in places outside of South Africa, Russia, India, and China, that's not uh, bricks, as in building a house. No. Uh, that's Brit, Brit, uh, no, not Britain, Brazil, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, bricks. And um, they had a meeting here, and uh, they're pushing Agenda 2030, <coughs> cashless. You're also seeing now when you go to places like uh, Starbucks um, and other places, there's also another a coffee shop called Plateau, and uh, we are responsibly a cashless store. And in fact, Plateau has a sign-up that says, if anyone, if, if, if you come into a Plateau store and they accept in cash, please report them. So that's how serious they are. Sure. So, yeah, uh, you know, um, and then on top of it, there's, we've, we've spoken before about the initiatives to, to um, produce a, a digital currency. Yeah. And South Africa was working with a few other countries, I think Brazil, Australia, and a few others, yeah. maybe India. Mm -hmm. um, to produce this uh, digital currency, which is programmable. So programmable means they can push a button and say, right, mm -hmm. your balance goes from 100 million to zero. Yes. Or programmable, because uh, Giggs is spending this, she can't buy whatever. You know, so in other words, you go and you pay, and it gets declined, not because you don't have the cash, because you're not allowed to buy that thing. You've had too much carbon this month. So your, your emissions are too much. You, you bought too much carbon-producing food. You bought too much beef, so we decline your payment. And you'll have no other way to pay. So mm -hmm. this, is, this is the kind of things that the World Economic Forum is pushing. Mm -hmm. The Club of Rome, you can look at clubofrome.org. They're pushing it. Mm -hmm. The United Nations is pushing it. Our President Sir Ramaphosa and Savia is pushing it. Joe Biden is pushing that. I think they're calling it the Fed something, Fed dollar or something. Um, they've also got, and apparently they've tested this. So this is ready for rollout. Really? So to start moving people's cash. 
you know, from, from US dollars to the Fed dollar, which is not programmable. And, and also, I think we also spoke about um, the climate stuff that they were speaking um, at Davos. Mm. And uh, they, they were speaking about basically having to force people to get onto the climate change agenda. Yeah. And we still went with, was, what was his name, the ex-Vice uh, President of America, uh, the one that was with Bill Clinton. Um, what's his name? Come on, Black Knight. You always want to criticize me now. <laughs> criticize me with a factor. The, the, the vice mm. president, man, he, he did the inconvenient truth, that documentary. No, it's alcohol. Alcohol, yeah, that's yeah, it. Alcohol. We all knew it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was not thinking alcohol as well. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, that's what. So now, how's that being worked in society, even here in South Africa? We're going to look at certain scenarios and then we're going to discuss the merits and demerits of the whole thing. Yes, that is going to be the show. It's going to be hot as always because this is the political show where Christ politics is. Hot politics. Hot politics. You're listening to Active FM. You're listening to Active FM. So we are speaking about cashless societies and we we have an amazing guest artist. Guest artist. Guest artist. <laughs> Sing a song now. You want me to rap? He's painting a picture about the politics. <laughs> I would like that. I would like that. We have an amazing guest with us, Pastor K. And we're going to be interviewing him about this topic. The first question, though, is would you tell us a bit about yourself? Okay, so my real name is Kenneth Carew, spelled C-A-R-E-W. Surprise, they black nut. It's not K. No, you're thinking Kuru in the Cape. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a Burki. And um, I'm born and bred in South Africa. Um, In actual fact, I was born just five k's up the road, yeah? So I'm a South African, deep South African. Yeah, deep. Deep South Joburg. I was born in Durban. Yeah. Shame, man. Shame. (laughs) (laughs) So you're the black nut, I'm the pink day. (laughs) And for those of you who are wondering, I've got blue eyes, a beautiful beard, almost, almost got a ZZ top beard. <laughs> but it's also a burki beard. Yeah, it looks like a burki beard. Yeah, so the burki is a farmer for those who might be yeah. overseas. So then, burki is a little farmer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when when the, the Muslims see me, they love me because they believe the longer your beard, uh, you more you bless Allah. So they're always trying to talk to me, so it gives me a gap to minister to them, yeah. speaking well. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not just a pastor, I'm a businessman, property owner, uh, taxpayer. With an estimation on the T. <laughs> yeah. Capital T. <laughs> taxpayer. Yeah, and, and I'm a real South African. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the rest of the world don't. When we talk about South Africans, we don't really get the, the truth. or They don't know what we're actually about. Yeah, uh, we yeah. Different. We and, different. and what I've seen when I've when I've been overseas and stuff, yeah. is that I mean the blacks and the whites have fought, yeah, but they actually all think the same. They do. 
They've got the same mindset. <laughs> yeah, the same mindset. Just we speak 11 languages. That's it. So you get, you get sworn in South Africa 11 different ways. Yeah. <laughs> you might not know you've been sworn in. And you're yeah. South African. Yeah. And, and when, when I was working, a guy that worked with me was a Zulu man. I asked him to teach me to speak Zulu. So the first 10 things he taught me were very ugly swear words. Yeah. Which is an obvious thing in South Africa. Yeah. And uh, so I don't use those words. But <laughs> I didn't know at the time, but yeah. Yeah, that's actually true. I also I'd watch a lot of um, videos, and um, mainly it would be from like the UK. And mm-hmm. one thing I realized, I think I even told Pastor Gavin about it, is they all sound the same. Yes, that's the problem. And you go to America, it's the same thing. Yeah. Black or white, they all they sound all, the same. They all sound the same. Yeah, they don't sound the yeah, same. Yeah, there's <laughs> no ways. Even a even a white. In fact, our, 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 even an English speaking white person. So, so I was I, I was busy washing a car of an English speaking. Okay, he's a white person, but he's he's too black. Because <laughs> yeah. when I came to him and then and then I asked him a question, I'm like, "Do you want me to put dash on your crib?" He freaked out. Like, yo, look at this Lani over here. <laughs> so Lani means like white person and I'm black. Fancy, but yeah, yeah he, he started he no, started no, no, saying. No, 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 no. For us, Lani doesn't mean white person. Oh. Lonnie no. means rich snob. Rich snob. For, oh, yeah, okay. so you guys, you come and call us Lonnie. We're actually very, you know, <laughs> for it's us, the same as, you, for feel, us, it's it's the same as you guys feel when, if we use the K word. Yeah. Or the American whites use the N word. That's how we feel when you Is call us Is this a political show? That's very political. Where's the gloves? <laughs> so, yeah. So South The one time cool. there was a guy, Alec, that I used to work with. His surname was Kutali. And uh, he told me, yeah, but you're Lonnie. I said, I'm not a Lani, bro. Yeah, I nearly hooked him. <laughs> we were at work. And he says, yeah, but look at you. I said, bro, I don't, I only work in Santon. I don't live in Santon. We nearly had a fight. Eh? You're over the Lani. Back to the politics. <laughs> um, so we recently had a situation in South Africa with our beloved President Cyril Ramaphosa, who recently got caught up in a scandal, you know, the missing money couch, that whole yes, thing. Very the pala pala. <laughs> couch gate. Expensive. Very Water gate. Yeah, we yes. have couch And white water gate. And uh, we had farm gate. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and there were a lot of speculations from about where the money came from. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? And have you heard about someone being in a similar experience oh. where someone wanted to pay them a large amount of money for something in cash? So our, our dear Sal Ramaphosa had 65 million, well, it was in dollars, but the equivalent of 65 million rand in his couch, which in this country is totally illegal because any, any amount over 25,000 rand has to be gone to SARS and said, listen, I've got this cash. That's our law in this land. But obviously the law works differently for different people, so he's got away with it. Well, but I want to dispute your point there. Okay, about the cash. Yes. Can I mean, finish first? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. So, so yeah. Um, this is Parliament. I'm ready. I'm ready to hear this. I'm so ready. So, so the money I get, in Madam Speaker, <laughs> <laughs> point of order, sit down. <laughs> um, I, I just feel um, there's there's two laws in our country. Mm-hmm. Politicians have one set of rules and laws, and then the let's just do it this way. If you're a multimillionaire, you have one set of rules. If you're middle class, are different, and if you're poor, there's another set of rules for you. Mm. And, you know, I even look at the legal system, the way the, the laws apply differently because of the money. Mm. 
Mm. So if you've got a couple of million rand to throw around, you're never going to jail. You just pay the bribes. You pay whoever. Everybody takes a. It's a thing in Africa. Um, and, and, I, and I'm not being racist here, but many Africans, I'd say most of South Africa, believe that a bribe is okay. It's just part of life. True. And um, I've gone down that road of never giving a bribe, and it's cost me dearly. But I have to stand before the Lord one day and say, I did what I thought was right. Mm-hmm. So we have to look at what is the biblical standard of what we should be doing and what should be doing. Um, with Sir Ramaphosa, he's a, he's a billionaire, but he's never worked a day in his life. Mm-hmm. He's never had a job in his life. So, so there's, when somebody says to me, this man's got two million rand or let's say a million rand at home, uh, <clears throat> I would say nine times out of ten, his other drug dealer was involved in some criminality mm-hmm. in this country. Because if you go and work out what, what you have to make a day to make a million rand, go and work that out. Most people, for those that are listening overseas, uh, we, the, the uh, sort of average wage is 3200 a month which is like, I think, $200 or something even less. But yes, people living, and he didn't, he, you know what his excuse was, Sir Ramaphosa, he didn't know that that money was there. Imagine having 65 million rand in your couch, and you didn't know. But it was only about $4 million, eh? Dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 65 million sounds a lot worse. Uh, no, I wanted to get that punch in there with the 65 million. <laughs> well, I so, think, wasn't it more like $4 billion or something? Four million, $4 million U.S., yeah, but that's like 4 billion rand. No, it's times 20. What is that? 65 yeah. million? No. It's 80 something. No. Well, I, I no, looked no, it I up. I think it's this, in the billions. I looked it up. This I think 65. it's over a billion rand. I think what he had in his cash was over a billion rand. Yeah. So, so just think about what you could do with a billion in our country, the lives you could change. Hmm. So, so my, my thoughts are the, the different laws. That's what I'm on about today. I'm saying if I was caught to that, I'd be in jail, but I'd get out. But yeah. half of what I want to what I want to what I want to question now. Mm. How many South Africans voted for a law that says you're only allowed X amount of cash to keep it? In a, you know? yeah. How many South Africans know that there's a law like that in place? How many South Africans, if you put it to a referendum, would vote. vote to say that is a law we want? Now we're supposed to be a democracy. We're supposed to be a government for the people, of the people, and by the people. Mm. And if you go into poorer areas. Overwhelmingly, they work with cash. Only cash. You, you know, if you go into the townships and you go into the spaza shops, now spaza shop is like a little cafe. On the what street. Do, what, do you, what, do you, what do you call it? I don't know what... A what, corner what, shop. Tin shack. I don't cafe. know what you call it. Uh, it's a cafe in a tin shack or yeah. someone converts their, 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 their garage with a with car box at into home. Shop. They turn that into a shop or, yeah. you know, one of the rooms in the house becomes a shop. They break out the window. We call that a spaza shop. So I don't know what you'd call that. We, in the old days, we used to call it a corner cafe. Yeah. But uh, um, when, when you go into those sorts of areas and you go into um, what many people are in, in other English-speaking nations would call a shanty town, which we'd call a squatter camp or an informal settlement, um, the guys are only dealing with cash. Yeah. Um, so most of those people cannot get into the banking system so, so if, if, if you had to put out a thing to say, right, we want to, you only allowed a certain amount of cash. I mean, what did you say, 25,000? Yeah, you have to, do, if, if you're going to put 25,000 in the bank, it comes under scrutiny and SARS wants to know where it comes from. Yeah, but who, who are they to ask you? Well, uh, that's I, the law in our land. I mean, no, but it's, it's contravening the Constitution. 
Yeah. Because, the, you know, now there's, we call it dacha in South Africa. Weed. In America <laughs> and, and in India, they call it weed. Jamaica, marijuana. Ganja. Ganja, whatever, <laughs> you know, all of those. And Wicky cannabis. The, the, the scientific <laughs> word is cannabis. You know, so you've got all these cannabis uh, products now. And I mean, some, some guys, the, the, the police went into their house and there was uh, one of these plants growing there. We call it a dacha plant, you know what I mean? So a cannabis plant or a cannabis tree, whatever you want to call the thing. And the court said that the police had no right to go into their garden because it, 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 it violates the right to privacy under the Constitution. So now I put money in the bank. That's violating my right to privacy. It's, I mean, the, the cannabis is an illegal substance. They haven't changed the law as far as I know. So you're allowed to use cannabis? Cannabis. No, for me, it's still illegal. They're still arresting people for it. They haven't changed the law. You're allowed to smoke it at home. Indoors. No, they haven't changed the law. I think they did. They you said you can, check you, you can, you can, for, for, usage, for usage indoors. So for usage, it must be indoors. And obviously, if you get it from your pharmacies, you need... No, no, but when did they change the law? It's two, three years ago. Before, before uh, COVID... I'm trying to find something here. Yeah, maybe. But in any case, at the time when that case happened, cannabis, it's still an illegal substance. If you're caught in the street with it, you're going to be arrested. Yeah, you yeah. still are. Yeah. So, I mean, so how can it be legal? How do you get it to us? It, it's, it can't be legal. That, that, that's, a, that's a contradiction yeah, in the law. You can, if, like, if only stuff no, no, but I mean, grown. If, if, what, you grow it? Yeah, if you grow it in your house, you get, for usage, no, that's, no, that's, idea, why, that's why you even that, had yeah, people listen, that could post on their statuses yeah, if they had like a, that, a whole no, no, wait, class that of court weed. Case, people said they've legalized weed. People so, said they've legalized weed. They hadn't. That court case said the police can't come into your house because it violates your right to privacy. Whatever's growing there is your business. And even though it's an illegal substance, that's what they said. Mm-hmm. That's why if you go outside your house and you get caught with it, that at the end of the day, you can be caught with it because it is an illegal substance. Mm-hmm. Whereas in your house, that's violating the right to privacy. You can't just come in, um, even if you find a guy with it. Mm-hmm. You, you're violating his right to privacy. But what my point is, when the court case happened, it was, so whether it is now or not, at that point, the, the legal precedent remains. It was an illegal substance, but because you were violating a constitutional right of that person, you you, 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 they, they, they couldn't charge them, they, they can't do anything. And, and what I'm saying is, now I go and put cash in the bank. Cash is not an illegal substance. And you get charged for putting that money in the bank. Yeah, you get charged as well. Yeah. The bank charges you and then questions you. But they can question you because they are the bank. So it's kind of like they are property. It's like you put... Take, if, it's sorry. you coming to put my, your stuff by my place. I need to know if there's any criminality okay. act with the that. So that, so that. The issue of banks is not your place. You just got a safe in a vault where you're housing my cash. Yes. It's my cash. But I need to know where the Plus cash comes from. from. Because, because it's, it's my safe. No, no, wait a second. If anything, if anything's wrong with the cash, I need to know. So when it's an illegal substance. But that's your house. It's not my house. It's no, no. your house. With your it's house, you, with your house so but it's my bank. your bank is in my no, no, safe. No, it's my bank. Because you pay it's for my bank service. account. Yeah, but it's in my safe. No, no, uh, listen. In possession, possession, you are, no, but no, I'm still the stop. owner the, of it. No, 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 sorry. Mm. I just got charged 400 and something rand mm-hmm. for withdrawing cash out of my bank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've just put the bank charges up. 
Okay, I got a horrible fraud. Why, why are they charging you? No, no. They're charging because they're keeping your cash. No, no. It's like I'm taking responsibility no for, right something, me for something that... It's my cash. They're charging me. And I'm charging... It's the same as a safety deposit box. Mm-hmm. It's got nothing to do with the, 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 the company that, that's housing... That, that, no, that, they're not allowed to know what's They're in. not allowed to know. That, that's mine. It's my personal thing. It's my property. And I'm paying them. The, the only time they're allowed to open that thing is if I don't pay. So if I and and basically that's what a bank is, it, it, the bank started out as a thing to keep your money in safe custody, and they guaranteed that when that your cash should be available, no one would come and rob you. So now I come now and I deposit the money. In. Now all of a sudden they ask me where I got this from. So then I keep it in, in the couch. Now what you're saying, I must be arrested for keeping it in the couch because I don't want to tell the bank where it came from. And and I don't do illegal stuff. But what's it got to do with it? So do you know that in London, when you draw cash, they ask you, what do you want it for? It's Every teller will ask you, what do you want yes. it for? And you have to give them a valid reason. But why? why? It's control. Yes. It's, a, it's it, setting it, a mindset. It, 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 I know it's setting a mindset, but, but, I mean, in a free society, that's violating your freedom. It is. I mean, what, what, uh, they, they charge you to hold your cash. And now when you want to withdraw your cash, they want to ask you what you're going to use it for. Yeah. I don't know if you know that if 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 if, if let me say <laughs> let me say there's something wrong with the cash whatever and then you put it in a the bank they can they can get charged they can get sued for taking Why? because they didn't even care to find out Why? they didn't care to find out Why? because it's their business it's, not, it's, it's not your their, house no, no, it's why, why would business. why would anything just uh, um let me say someone comes in your house and then they just play they, they can't just do whatever yeah, they guys, want in your house you have to, you need to go the keep the rules what I'm telling yeah. you guys that I hear leads, what you guys that are leads saying. on to the next yeah. subject actually because yeah. it's not the bank's business. The bank's business, they house your cash. Where you get it is not their business. It's got nothing to do with them. They're charging you for the, for the service of keeping your money in safe custody to make sure that you're able to withdraw it. So is it right for the banks to keep money for criminals? Are you saying that's right? How do right? they know if they're criminals? Yeah, but no, let's just say they don't know. But is that right? Is it right for you to keep an illegal substance in your house? It's not. It's the same question. And and, and, that's, the, the, and, and the, that is the, the point. The Constitution that says... That is the point. That's why we need to know where the, the cash comes from. That's why even when when work pays yeah. you, it's going to say that you are Going being paid by banks. your work and your banks will be able to Send tell... Send your CV <laughs> to the, the leader of the New World Order. <laughs> I always knew that. You rap for the picky. Yeah. Always knew. <laughs> so, continuing with that question is: Have you ever like had a heard of someone yeah. in a similar experience? Or so I got a friend of mine. He's got a quite a large property. I don't want to say where because then people will know. But um, he was trying to sell the property. Is that the one in Durban? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Near, near the Dacha plantation. Oh. <laughs> So they were, he was offered something like 10 million rand for the property. And he said, no, let's do the deal. And um, the guy was going to give him cash. So straight away he went to his lawyer and he said, listen, what do I do here? And his lawyer said, don't touch it. He said, what do you mean? He says, I won't, I won't get a bond on the property because <coughs> banks don't want to bond commercial properties. You've got to have 33% deposit. There's a whole big story around it. So he said, if... Five years down the line, you do the deal, you, okay, you've done the deal five years down the line, they find that this man got that money illegally from selling drugs or doing something wrong, they come and take all your stuff as well. So when I was in the army, there was something that we stood, and I'm talking way back, 
we would go and do a drug raid. When we walk into the building, everything that's in that building, including the building, now belongs to the government. Sure. Because everything there was... was, So nine times out of ten, the building, we couldn't do anything. Sure. When we raided and it was a shabin, we take the chairs, the fridge, the sign hanging on the wall, the carpets, the chairs, we empty that house, the curtains, everything. Every single thing comes out of that house because the money that they've made was from criminality. Mm. So, um, yeah, so this lawyer friend of mine said uh, to him that there's no limitation on that time as well. So 10 years, you're sitting on the beach, you've got your 10 bar in the bank, you lacquer, you bought a house, you bought a car. Next minute, the walks walk in there. Well, walks fly, but these oaks walk. They walk in there and they take everything, including his stuff. So you can't go back and say, well, I want my building back. They say, sorry, it was purchased with illegal. So in America, there's something very similar as well. If you're driving on the highway and, they, and you've got a lot of money in your, in your car, and they can prove intent. doesn't matter where it comes from. Mm. You have, say, 50,000 US dollars, and they stop you. That police station gets that money on that vehicle. It's very similar, which is ridiculous, actually. Now, that, what I'm saying is that, <coughs> again, if you explain that to, to the average South African, mm. okay, other than Black Knot, <laughs> they would not agree with it. So you, because, you mentioned no, about voting the, for that. Yeah. Mm. So the ANC voters will vote yes because they get told what to do. No, I don't agree. So, well, no, no, no. The ANC voters. I mean, maybe um, I shouldn't have said ANC. <laughs> the, 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 I mean, the, 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 what I'm saying to you is, if um, that when they're voting for the ANC or the DA, whoever, the people yeah. don't know what they're voting for. They don't. True. And they don't know about these laws. Yeah. And if they start finding out, there would be a problem. That's, because, if they did find out, the whites wouldn't vote for the DA. That's mm-hmm. my point. Yeah. Sure. Most of the parties in our parliament would not get voted for yeah. because they're all standing for this stuff. Yeah. And the thing is, at the end of the day, I mean, since when is it my responsibility when someone is paying cash? I mean, if someone pays cash for my building, okay, and I don't have a building, so just in case, mm-hmm. but if someone <laughs> pays me cash for my building, and then what happens is later on, it gets found out that that guy was a criminal. You lose what you got. Yeah. Now, that's wrong because it never in the history of the uh, Roman Dutch law mm. was it your responsibility to take accountability for what someone else has done. I know. And, and if, if that is the case, if it was a fair law, because you didn't know that they're criminal, mm. if it was a fair law, then automatically the property revert back to you. Now, what they're saying is just because True. it's cash, it's wrong. Changes it, yeah. They, they, they're creating a whole mindset that just because you're dealing in cash, that's evil. Yeah. And I'm saying I have a huge problem with it. Like when I walk into Starbucks and I see that we are responsibly a cashless society, we only deal with car transactions. What is responsible about that? Because at the end of the day, what, what uh, uh, people say, yeah, but people can commit crime. So I got a phone call recently and they conned me. Eh? Now I was, I was in IT. I managed the ATMs at a, at a big bank in South Africa. They called me and I gave them my PIN number. Sure. Mm. In a moment when I was actually busy, this, that, the next thing, but I really thought it was a NetBank call center call. Because yeah. all the other things they did was exactly what NetBank would do, which is my bank. Mm. And um, the next thing, they cleaned me out. Mm. Now, at the end of the day, there's no ways without guns or knives or something that they'd be able to strip their account. And not only did they strip my account, 
They stripped every account that was linked to my profile. Yeah. <coughs> so, so, so the thing is, at the end of the day, when you're telling me that no cash stops criminality, in, in, my, in my view, after that experience, it enhances uh, criminality. And many people, did you give them your, 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 your PIN code? Yeah, now stupid. And, and I, yes, I should have known better. Mm. But, but in the, the heat of is, the moment. Yeah, everyone, get, everyone can get caught. A friend of mine bought something for 10,000 or 999. On his way home, they phoned him and said, listen, um, that thing didn't go through his 999. It went through the extra nine. So he starts, okay, what have you done? He says, okay, we can reverse it. Give me your ID, blah, blah, blah. And they clapped him uh, oh, big bucks. Sure. So you know what? And, and he's sharp, this guy. He just got caught in the moment. Mm. So I, I understand that. I, my, my whole view is, and in, in this goes way back since I was a child, I love to barter. So that's where we're going to end up going. Mm. We're going to end up having to barter things. You know what barter is? Mm-hmm. Not barter Not, toughies, yeah. <laughs> Not shoes. So I think that's where South Africa is going to have to go. Um, for me, that's the way we should have always been. And it works. I've done that all my life. I buy something I don't want it, I swap it for something I want. Sometimes you lose, sometimes you win. Mm. And then I've been saying to people, get gold and silver. Get gold and silver. You, you don't buy Kruger Rands, buy the smaller ones. Because if you've got a Kruger Rand that's worth about 30 grand now, now you go and buy something for 20. You, you might have to part with the extra 10 just because you're never... So you get these little coins. They're worth a lot of money like that. And that's where we're going. Um, I, 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 look, the, it's publicly there's going to be a cashless society. So whichever way we fight it, it's going to happen. So we need to work through that and say, okay, how do we do this? That's why I'm, I'm, I'm saying to people, start growing your own veggies. Start doing aquaponics. Get involved in growing veggie gardens and stuff. Um, if you just look at the cost of food, um, we went to the spa, I bought a lettuce, I think it was 12 rand. You got to pick and pay, that same lettuce is 24 rand. Mm. And then you go to Sant and the upper shops are 35, 40, you go to Woolworths, even more, for a lettuce, which you can grow in your garden. And you use your tap water to, you know, to water the thing. Mm. So, so we, we're definitely going that way. And if you think it's, for me, it will stop a lot of the criminality. But if you're a drug addict, and you, the guy selling drugs, all he's going to do is have a card system there, and you, you're going to be buying groceries from him. Mm. How much is dacha for a bag? It's 10 rand. You answered too quick, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I do know it. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, so if you have got no cash, he said to you, okay, I just put the chocolate log or a chocolate bar or Kit Kat, mm. whatever. Mm. You would do that. Mm. So there's going to be ways around this. They, they, you know, they're going to have to legitimize criminal enterprise. In fact, there's a lot of drug lords that do that to, to the guys yeah. that, that take drugs. They'll tell them to go steal a certain car or whatever, yeah. and then for exchange, they'll get like a rock, of, if, if it's a rock or a bag of whatever they want. Yeah. Speaking about weed, in 2018, it was legalized that you can use it at home, and even the tree is allowed in your house, in your yard. Well, no, that was the, the case. The, the issue, the issue the, I remember the case, because okay. I, I looked at the judgment. Decriminalized Constitutional Court, September 18, yes. gave Parliament yeah, 20. Yeah, but they, they didn't legalize weed. What okay. they said was the cops can't come in, and that's why if you're caught on the street, because it's still an illegal substance. Mm-hmm. You can still get but it. the issue is also, um, there, there obviously is the exception if you're using it for medicinal use, as a medicine. And that's what they So that's said. why they've got, yeah. C, they call it CBD now. Yeah, yeah. which you can buy all over. Yeah, in the, in the yeah. shopping center. Yeah. Yeah. 
they got these pop-up stores. Yeah, so, pop-up yeah. stores. So, so just going back to that, I look at the, the Spaza shops. There's a lot of Pakistanis that are running these Spaza shops. These guys are not paying for the stuff that what we pay. Mm. So our locals can't buy the stuff for what they're paying for it. So when a local opens up a Spaza shop, our locals say, oh, they're stealing from us. But unfortunately, those people that come into our country have buying power bigger than any of us because they buy together. So, and also they don't get charged VAT. So already the product is 15% cheaper, you know. So there's a lot of criminality around that as well because mm-hmm. they're buying with US dollars and that US dollar is now turning into rands and cash. Well, who knows what they're doing with well, it? You've, but that also raises another question. How do people from Pakistan come to South Africa yeah. and buy US dollars? Because they're not rich in Pakistan. No, they're not. So they're coming in here loaded. Yeah. They're being loaded by someone. Yeah. We all know what it is. Yeah. So and there's and an agenda, there's a religious agenda as well. Yeah. So, so the Muslims have been tasked with populating the world. And, and you'll find that all of these Pakistani shops have got three or four girlfriends and three or four babies in those townships. Mm. They do that. That's what they're called to do. And it's all young men. Mm. You know? And if you really get to know them, they, they trained military trained young men. So, yeah. Um, but we, we need to understand that, look, the Bible says we must give unto Caesar what he Caesar's. So the governments also use that knowing that the Christians are going to stick to that. Mm. And I had a debate with someone the other day. Um, he says, whatever the government says, we must do. So they're pro-abortion, pro-homosexuality, uh, pro... Uh, transgender. Transgender. It's and then the Bible. You can, you can marry... None of the politicians. politicians. Oh, the politicians would so, say that. Yeah. So as a Christian now, do you say, okay, well, I can do that now? Mm. No. Mm. Just because the government says weed is okay mm. doesn't make it right to do that. Because yeah. the government says I can marry as many women as I want. In actual fact, a woman can marry as many men as she likes. Mm. So do I do that? No, because I go to the word of God. What happens when, when the government starts implementing rules and laws that go directly against the Bible? Mm. I go to the Bible and I call them out on it. Where other people are saying, no, no, we, 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 we go with it. And I'm saying, no, we don't. That's the fine line between, you know, I just submit to my government or I say, sorry, this is not, this is not right. So, so do you know, I know a lady that earns about 150,000 rand a month. That's her job. Mm. Do you know that 45, 47% of that goes to government? 47%. Sure. We're getting oh, tax on our salaries, good. VAT, oh, oh. rates and taxes, water and lights. You, if you work it out, the amount of money that you spend giving to government in this country, it's crazy. It's just, and they're not using that money correctly. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Yeah, I think it works out to 70 or 80% of people's income yeah. goes to government. No way. Yeah, yeah, well, water and lights goes to government. And they've taxed on that and they, yeah. they've increased yeah, it to a level... Yeah. Petrol, every time you put in fuel, yeah. it goes to government. There's money. Nine, nine rand a litre goes to government. Yeah. All the bread. Out of 23 whatever. or 24 rand. Mm. Nine rand is going to government. Nearly half is sure. going to government. Um, doesn't matter what. You, 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 the VAT goes to government, whatever. Sure. You, you die. Your state pays tax. Yeah. It's costly to die, bro. Yeah, so it's very expensive. So, so we were, we yeah. two years ago during COVID, we were baking bread. Mm-hmm. So I was paying for 12 kilogram of flour. 98 rand, 12 kilogram. Today, that same 12 kilograms, just two years later, is 148 rand. No worries. 50 rand, mm. where, how? So uh, they say, no, it's the Russia war and all this. 
Okay, we don't even want to go down there. Nah. We'll be here the whole day. But this is all politics. Mm-hmm. America runs on war. They need wars. It's not just America because yeah. we were actually chatting, you know, the whole BRICS thing. Mm. So Xi Jinping was a Jew that was telling me, mm. gigs. Where Xi Jinping uh, mentioned, and then I actually went and looked it up after you said, the, the fact that the, the BRICS has to be committed to the agenda 2030 yeah. of the United Nations, which is what Biden is committed yeah. to, <clears throat> which is what uh, UK, Rishi Sunak, he's committed to, and the, the Labour Party guy he's committed to. All the governments in Europe are committed to. So how's the animosity between BRICS and the G7, which is America and, and the mm. European guys? And there's no animosity. No, there's not. They're all on the same side. They just, they, even, I mean, Russia hasn't really invaded Ukraine. If Russia nah, really invaded they Ukraine, they'd wipe them out. One day. You wouldn't have electricity in Kiev. Nah. So, so, so if you look at BRICS, can be a positive spin for South Africa for a short period of time. But we've been, we've been slaves. We've been made slaves. Yeah, but we're already slaves to the dollar. In 1973 or 76, mm. the dollar to the rand was square. Mm. Then they went to the petrodollar, and like this has just changed. So America's been actually stealing from South Africa. Yeah. Because we should be wealthier than any country in the whole world. Yeah, because of our minerals. Yeah, but they take the minerals out of the ground, send it to China, uh, India, gets manufactured into jewelry and sold around the world. So part of... Uh, um, uh, our friend, uh, EFF friend, that hates the whites, that wants to kill the whites. Mm. Part of his story was... Well, that, that, so that's his political persona. Yes. Yeah, Because his friends are all white. His lawyers. Yeah, his, his, his bodyguard. Body. His lawyers are white. His bodyguard Even white. his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. His girlfriend's white. I don't tell his wife. Eh? <laughs> his girlfriend's white. Yeah. He's got a girlfriend, he's sure. Yeah, there's pictures of them. So... Um, okay. <laughs> you heard it first, John, the political yeah, show. Yeah, political show. <laughs> so... so we, we, we talk about nationalizing the, the, the mines. If, it, if they did it correctly, here's the thing, if they did it correctly, it would be the wealthiest country in the world mm-hmm. because we've got all those gold and diamonds. So, so our president said it must be near, near um, the whole thing must be near. I don't know what he means by, he didn't say it must happen in our country, the no. manufacturing. He said it must be near. What do you think okay. that means? Near his pocket. <laughs> Because he, cause he, was, he, was, he was vouching for that, and then I was like, okay, that's good, because he, he wants the whole thing to be made here so that we can claim that. Let me, let me ask the, the Black Knight a question. If I say to you, I'm going to give you the ability to run every mine in South Africa, you as, as an individual, mm-hmm. and you're going to get your two IC or three IC, you're going to put a pyramid in places, who's going to run it? Would any of your family members be in that? The fact One that you're thinking gives me the answer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. And this is the problem in South Africa. It's not just South Africa, it's around the world. So whether we, when we nationalize it, we need to understand that more than half of it will go into the pockets of the people of South Africa. And that's where the problem is. You see, there's no country in the world that I believe runs legitimately. There's always going to be that person, even if we go cashless. Mm. I mean, in China, there's no cash anymore. And if you, if you jaywalk, it means to walk across the road without stopping at the red light. Mm. Instantaneously, you get a fine and they take it off your... Because your, the cameras are so hectic there. You can't even buy food. Mm. So, if, if, for instance, if you say something against the, the, the god in China, which is their president, you can't buy certain food items. Like this. They pick it up. That's like a credit school. Yeah. So, mm. and, and that's what they want in South Africa. I still think, and you need to hear me out here, 
I still think South Africa is going to stand out amongst all the governments around the world. When this cashless thing come in, South Africans are different. When they start saying, hey, we don't want this, and we will toy toy, let me tell you what, this government will buckle. And that's what this government needs. It needs a generation to stand up where there's no colour, and we, stay, we start doing what they taught us in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And Sir Ramaphosa in the, well, the ANC in the 80s said, we will make this country ungovernable. Mm-hmm. He never retracted that. And since then, we've never been governable. So I still think <laughs> that's what he called over South Africa. Yes. He said, we'll burn every library and every school. During COVID, they burned 300 schools because they were unhappy. Mm. So when, when the government starts doing this and thinking they're going to do what they did in China, I'm telling you, they're going to have... They're in for the, uh, yeah. I was asking Pastor Gavin about that last night, that what does he think? Will China succeed here? Because they, 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 have, they have the crowds. Well, so he needs to interrupt. I'm oh. just watching it. It's <laughs> time up. It's time up. We need to continue this show another time, a part two of the show. In Second Corinthians 3, verse 6, it says, He has enabled us to be ministers of his new covenant. This is a covenant not of written laws, but of the Spirit. The old written covenant ends in death, but under the new covenant, the Spirit gives life. The issue at the end of the day is there is no saviour in the political world. There is no, no human saviour that's coming to save you. Absolutely. And then the, 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 the new covenant is what's going to bring salvation. Yeah. And um, so what's incumbent on the church is to go out and preach the gospel. And I, I, I'm of a firm view that if they bring in all this cash, this money, and it's programmable and using the terms that they use, um, they're going to stand against the church. But the Bible promises that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. But the only hope in South Africa and in any nation around the world is if the gospel is preached. And when the gospel is preached, people get saved, they change. And when people change, they will not do the evil things that are happening between people all the time. You know, so I just want to encourage you, if you're in the church, in South Africa or any country around the world, you need to get out there and tell people about Jesus and then show them the way, show them how to pray, teach them. And... uh, that's the way that you're going to change things. The last thing I wanted to say is, you know, you don't change a country from the top down. Mm. You change it from the bottom up. Yeah. Yeah. And so that if the people Deep. change, the government will be forced to change. Yeah. And uh, just, just an example of that. There's been so much propaganda in the United States against the church for many, many years. Up until Bill Clinton was the president, the president had to be seen as someone who goes to church. Yeah. If you weren't seen as someone who goes to church, even Bill Clinton in his campaign went to church. Trump. And they would have him on the news going to church. <laughs> now, that has changed. Now there's a Hindu running for president in the Republican Party. Not even the Democrat, in the Republican Party. Mm. And um, so they've they, 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 they changed that whole perception. Mm. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't help if your president goes to church. <clears throat> what helps is if the people change, mm. because when the people change, mm. then it forces the politicians to do certain things and to act in a certain way mm. and to make certain decisions. Yeah. And so that is the hope. And it comes with a new covenant. It's a spiritual hope and it's eternal. Amen. This has been an amazing show. I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gix. And with me in studio, we've had Gavin Insulin. Pastor Gavin Insulin and The Black Knight. The Black Knight and our amazing guest, PK. Right here on the political show, let us know your thoughts on our social media platforms. What do you think about cashless society? What do you think about? 
what we discussed in the show. Who agrees with Black Knight? <laughs> Who agrees with Black Knight? <laughs> the <Right>? banks do. <laughs> yeah. No, the banks do. <laughs> I love you, brother. I love you. <laughs> right here on the political show where Christ politics is. Hot politics. Hot politics. FM is everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and so much more. See all the fun posts. Get involved in interesting discussions. Voice your opinions and get updates by following us on social media. 